You are listening to United by Fitness. Thank you for listening to the United by Fitness podcast. We are a gym in North Vancouver, British Columbia, and we provide personalized fitness coaching both on-site and remotely. Whether you're listening to us as you drive or walk the dog or clean the house, we're grateful that you've chosen to hang out with us. Our endeavor with this podcast is to provide you with simple and well-researched tools that you can use today to improve your health and fitness. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with someone who may also appreciate it. And if you're interested in learning more about our gym or looking for some coaching, please check us out at our website or Instagram, which are linked below, or swing by and check out the gym. We'd love to meet you. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's session. Welcome back, friends. Today, I am joined by myself. Yep, that's right. (laughs) This is going to be a solo podcast, and I'm pretty excited about spending the next 20 minutes with you and talking about a very relevant subject that all of us experience on a daily basis. And that is, as you can see by the title of today's podcast, stress. We're talking all about stress today. In episode number two, Liz and I talked about stress a fair bit. And as I promised, here is a full episode devoted to that topic. I'm looking forward to spending some time talking about this subject with you, and chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you find yourself in one of these two areas. One, you have stress in your life that you would like to manage better, whether that be a lot of stress or a little bit of stress, or two, you're genuinely interested in learning more about the topic of stress. I think that pretty much 99% of people would find themselves in that first area. And the goal of this podcast is to ensure that you walk away at the end of it with some practical answers for either of those two positions that you find yourself in. And I'm going to give you answers for those two areas um, across three main points in this podcast. So it'll be very easy to follow. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but across my whole life, I've always found it Um, a challenge to absorb information from teachers, from lectures, from online content, whatever it may be. I've always found it hard to absorb across a long session, whether that be like a, a class that was an hour long, or just be able to grasp the concepts that teachers were explaining. And I guess one of my desires when I communicate stuff with you is that it would be simple. It would be simple and it would be short. There would be no confusion at the end of the 20 minutes of what you learned. And so that's why I'm trying to make it easy to follow along. There's going to be three main points, and those three main points are going to help you manage your stress better and also give you more of a thorough understanding of what stress is. So stress, how do you feel when I say that word? I'll say it again, stress. What feelings are coming up inside of you when I say that? Are they good feelings of challenge and growth? Or are they negative feelings of overwhelm and panic and heart racing? Because there tends to be two common views on stress. 
either stress is bad and you want to avoid it or stress is good and it makes you stronger. And as with many things, the truth sits in the middle, which leads us to our first point for today. Make stress serve you. We talked about this in episode two, but just to emphasize it again, it is very true that stress can be a good thing. For a long time, it has been perceived as something to be avoided, but over the past several years, that myth has been countered. In fact, a life without stress would be pretty boring and insignificant. Any human who has accomplished anything significant needed to deal with some level of stress. So, yes, we do want stress in our life, and yes, it can be a good thing. In fact, stress equals growth. In episode two, I use the analogy of lifting weights as an imagery for stress. And I'll just revisit that briefly. When we lift weights in the right way, it actually strengthens our body. It strengthens our bones and strengthens our tendons and muscles uh, and our brain, our whole nervous system. And stress can do a similar thing for you. When you come up against challenges and pressure within your life, whether that be social pressure of a relationship or whether that be starting a new job or whether that be having children and raising them, those are just some of the examples of pressures that are put on us on a daily basis. And those things make us stronger. They make us better. They allow us to experience a new realm of life that we never had before, like having children or being in a uh, romantic relationship or having a deep friendship or getting a new job. All of these things are broadening our life. They're broadening our experience um, as a human. And if we didn't go through stress of some sort, we wouldn't be getting into those beautiful situations. So stress is good. Stress grows you as an individual. So it is definitely something that you want to value in your life. And stress can also protect you from sicknesses and viruses. In fact, stress activates your immune system. I'm not going to get too scientific with you today, but just know that when your body experiences any level of stress, the inside of your body, your system is going to release certain agents that are going to elevate your immune system and keep you from getting sick more often. Uh, And that tends to be why very busy people often never get sick. And let me just pause by saying that getting sick is actually a good thing. You don't want to never get sick because someone who never gets sick, and sometimes that's people, people get proud about that subject, but someone who is never ill actually could be because they are so overwhelmed with stress that their body is always, their immune system is always fighting um, at a very high level. It can't allow any bacteria or virus in because your whole body and system is capped out. It's not going to let anything in. So it's working so, so hard to keep you safe. And then eventually, if your immune system finally gets to take a break. For example, the university student that just finished the term and they're finally able to rest or the business person that finally went on vacation after two years of hard work, what happens? You get slammed with sickness because your body was finally able to relax a moment and because your immune system is so taxed, all of the sicknesses that are coming at you regularly, they can come in that much easier. Thus, you get sick when you're trying to have time off. And so, yeah, stress is a good thing when it comes to boosting your immune system and keeping you um, safe from viruses, 
But at the same time, you want to make sure that stress is not too much to the point where you're never actually getting bacteria or viruses into your body. Um, maybe one to two times a year you're getting sick. Otherwise, it's going to be extra hard eventually when you do finally take a break. So stress is good. It can grow you. It can make you better. But stress is not the only way to grow as we know that because rest also grows you. A break from stress also grows you, whether that be as simple of an example as sleep. You need sleep to grow, and when you're sleeping, you're not stressed, hopefully not. And uh, we need that time of margin. We need that time of reflection time, away from work, away from social engagements, um, even away from family and friends sometimes, to allow ourselves to grow as an individual. So that introspective time, that healing time, that recovery time is what helps us grow and move forward. Because if we're always buzzing along at 110%, we never have time to slow down and recover and rest and actually reflect on everything we have been accomplishing and learning. So stress is not the only way to grow. And I just encourage you that if you're feeling like you're in a constant hurry, if you're forever tired and you're always feeling you're being pushed to the limit and you have no time to appreciate life, that's not ideal. That's kind of getting on the whole rat race or a mouse on the wheel analogy. And I would encourage you, don't sell your health. Don't sell your soul for the sake of success or for the sake of other people's opinion. Understand what is a helpful level of stress, what is actually growing you and helping you move forward in life, and then understand what too much stress is. And when you understand those two in relation to your life, make some ruthless changes when it's becoming too much because your health is worth way more than accomplishments or a big paycheck. So take stock of how much stress is in your day-to-day. Is it stress that is aiding you and serving you or are you being a servant to your stress? And on the back of that, some helpful questions that you can ask yourself. And I went into this in a bit more detail in episode number two, but there's three questions that you can ask yourself to gauge if your level of stress is helpful or if it is harmful. And so the three questions are, do you have a sense of control? While a lot of life is outside of our control, there are many things that we do have a say in. And do you feel like you have a say in your life? Do you feel like there is some level of control on a day-to-day basis? Or do you feel like everything is just happening to you and you have no say in the matter whatsoever? The second question is, do you have a sense of predictability? Do you have a general understanding or a perception of what's going to happen next in your day or your week? Or do you feel like anything could come around the corner and you don't know what is going to happen? And the third question is, do you have an outlet for your stress? Whether that be a grounding practice of some sort or uh, relationships and people that you can share what is going on in your life with. So those three questions, you want to be able to answer yes to each one of those areas. And if you're not able to answer yes, then it may be a sign that you may be carrying too much stress and it's time to implement a yes to all three of those questions. 
Okay, that was point number one, make stress serve you. We learned that stress can be a good thing or it can be a negative thing depending how much you're carrying. We use the analogy of exercise, knowing that if we carry the correct load um, and we do it with proper form, it makes us stronger. And in the same way, stressors in our life, when we carry them properly and for the uh, right period of time, they can make us stronger as well. But the opposite of that is if it's too much, you can get injured in the gym. And in life, if you're carrying too much stress, you can get burnt out and overwhelmed and have the negative effects of stress that are not growing you, but are diminishing you. Now we're going to move into the next point, which is how to manage stress. So for those of you that are experiencing a lot of stress or a little bit of stress on a daily basis, and you're looking for some other tools to help manage that stress, this area is especially for you. I want to start off with a bit of an analogy. Um, This is a helpful picture that you can use on a daily basis when life feels a little chaotic. Imagine the stressors in your day-to-day are either rubber balls or glass balls. Now, you're going to hold these rubber and glass balls in your hand But you need to prioritize which ones really matter because your hand is only so big and you can only carry so many of those balls in your hand. Glass balls represent the really important things in your life. Those can be things like your marriage, your family, your health, your children, to name a few. And if you drop a glass ball, it shatters. So the glass balls in your life, whatever those are for you, you know it. You always need to keep these at the forefront of your life and of your priorities throughout your day. Now, the rubber balls represent those sneaky stressors in your life, things that are not vitally important, but they have a sneaky way of disguising themselves as glass balls. These are things like your job, and I know that's a hard one to hear, social commitments, sports practices, exercise, (laughs) to name a few. Yes, some of these are pretty important. But if you drop one, it'll hit the floor and it'll bounce right back up at you. Remember this, there will always be more rubber balls. That is just the nature of life. There's always going to be another chore to do around the house or another social engagement or a new thing to do for work. But if you drop them, they'll keep bouncing back, unlike the glass balls. The glass balls are the non-negotiables in your life. You need to have things that are non-negotiable, and they're always going to be at the top of your to-do list throughout the day, and they're always going to be the things that you don't negotiate about. You don't put them off. So if you're feeling a bit all over the place today, or you have been this week, take a moment to look at the things that are bouncing around your head, those rubber balls and glass balls, and I encourage you just to write them down on a piece of paper or jot them down in your phone. And once they're all out there, Start to look at them and identify which one is a rubber ball, which one is a glass ball, which one is going to shatter if you drop it, and which one is always going to bounce back and it can wait another day. It can wait another week, okay? So after this podcast, take a moment to do that, and I hope that that helps you to manage some of the stressors in your life and bring some clarity to what really matters. And now continuing on, another way that we can manage stress in our lives is through grounding practices, which is becoming a more common phrase. And I know that you know many of us, myself included sometimes, have the tendency to numb ourselves when we're stressed. 
We come home from work and we just crash as soon as we get a moment alone. And we reach for that easy distraction from the stress. I'm talking about things like Instagram, Netflix, video games, food, alcohol, whatever it may be. While some of these may be a great way to unwind and relax, some more than others, they are not the best way to approach stress management. And that's where we get into grounding practices. We touched on this in episode number two, but finding a grounding practice that works for you and implementing that for even just five minutes a day can have a profound impact on your mental well-being and your overall stress management. So the first grounding practice that we would encourage you to look at, and we touched on this one quite a bit in episode number two, is breathing. And so I'm not going to go into that at all today. So if you want to know more about how to use breathing as a tool to manage stress, go back to episode two and listen to that. Some other helpful grounding practices that I'm going to go into now are things like going for walks in nature. Liz talked about that in episode number two, but taking a even a five minute, but a 10 minute, a 15 minute stroll at the end of the day or in the morning, wherever it may be, and actually unplugging from your phone, from music, and just having some time of silence and solitude, some time to slow down, to be alone without any noise or distractions, and to have some time to reflect, to think about the day, to decompress. One thing that I like to do during those, whether it be a walk or whether it just be sitting alone um, somewhere, having a moment of reflection, is at the end of the day, I like to mentally put things on the shelf. I like to put things like work or things that are giving me anxiety and stresses, whether that be finances, jobs, relationships. I like to verbally speak that I'm putting them on the shelf and I'm leaving them there. And that way I know that that's still there, but I'm no longer going to carry it for the rest of the evening. I'm going to enjoy my evening. I'm going to wind down and I have mentally and verbally released that from my body. So that's a a helpful grounding practice that you can implement with your walk or with your moment of silence and solitude throughout your day. Another grounding practice is planning and building structure around your day and week. Sammy talked about this in a few episodes uh, previous, but this one is a bit interesting of a grounding practice because you're actually preemptively preparing yourself to manage stressors in your life rather than decompressing and recovering after those stressors have happened. And when we build structure in our day and in our weeks, it gives you a sense of control. It gives you a sense of predictability which are two of those questions I asked you earlier that can help you manage stress in your life and make sure that stress is serving you and you're not serving your stress. You're not reacting from the stress in your life, but you're actually using it to help you. So I would encourage you, if you're not already, to do some sort of planning for your week, whether that be paper and pen, whether that be in your phone or your Google calendar or a note. It is going to be helpful for you to see your whole week ahead or your day ahead and build structure about the things that really matter for you have certain times of the day when you're going to rest whether that be in the evening time and at that time of the evening you put your phone on silent and you get to disconnect and you do something that is recharging for you okay and another grounding practice is journaling we talked about this in the sleep episode but journaling is a great way to get out thoughts and stressors and just clutter 
that's in your mind and your heart, put it down on paper, put it down in your phone, and your brain knows that that information is still available for you if needed in the future. And it can relax in that sense where it doesn't need to keep thinking about that information because it knows it's accessible. And it also helps you reflect. It also helps you make sense of the things in your life and alleviate the load that you're carrying emotionally and mentally and physically. So each of these grounding practices If we go back to the gym analogy, each one of these grounding practices is like recovery, recovery from exercise, recovery from physical exertion. These grounding practices help you reset and continue to get stronger, continue to use stress to help you as a good thing. And the final area that I just wanted to add on when it comes to grounding practices is the way and the mindset which we see a 24-hour day. In Western cultures, most of the people that are listening to this podcast would fall under that. We see our day structure as day, then night. What I mean by that is it's work and task first, and then rest and sleep and recovery at night. In some Eastern cultures, it's actually the opposite of that, where the day starts at nighttime, and then once you wake up, it is the second half of the day. So the very first thing you do in a day is you rest. The very first thing you do in a day is you go to bed. And then when you wake up, you come out into the rest of your day from a place of rest. And then you can go forward into the second half of your day to work, take care of your family, go to school, whatever it may be, but you're coming from a place of rest. And I think that's a helpful and I would I would say a very healthy way to look at life is that we do life out of a place of rest and the first thing we do in the day is not wake up, slam the alarm clock off and rush off and get ready for work. But rather the first thing we do in a day is get into bed with a book, whatever it may be, and 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 wind down and sleep and rest. Um, and then we can go forth into whatever we're doing in the day from a place of prioritizing our health, from a place of prioritizing rest, and then using the stressors that come up in our day to help us thrive and move forward in life. So that's just another grounding practice that some of you may find interesting at the very least, or hopefully helpful. Okay, that wraps up our second point, which was how to manage stress. And I hope that that was packed with some helpful tools that you can start using to help manage the stress in your life, whether it's a lot or it's a little. Now, the third and final point that we're going to touch on today is how to increase your stress threshold, meaning how you can increase your ability to function effectively and optimally under stress. It should go without saying, but it's a good reminder that healthy practices like regular exercise that's appropriate for you and your goals and proper nourishment and proper lifestyle practices like good sleep, these things go a long way to ensuring that you are in the most optimal, uh, strong and stable place to be working with stress and helping stress serve you in the right ways. So ensuring that those things are a priority in your life will go a long way to increasing your stress threshold. If those things are not in place, you will find, and you may have already found this the hard way, is that if those things are not in place, 
your stress threshold is much lower than it could be if those were in place. Things that would regularly be doable and maintainable are no longer because you are not at the best health internally for yourself. And another tool that you can use that is just kind of a little interesting spot to finish off this podcast with is cold water exposure. Um, This is something that I personally am learning more about recently and our coaching team at OPEX recently, we just went out to do some hot and cold therapy together and it was such an interesting experience, which I'm not going to get too much into that. It got very competitive, but what I wanted to get on is the benefits of, in particular, cold exposure when it comes to increasing your stress threshold. And I know this may not be for everyone. This may not be everyone's cup of tea, but for some of you, this may be resonating and you may be interested in this. Uh, exposing yourself to ice baths or cold or just a cold bath in your home or even just a simple cooler than normal shower, that can be a nice way to ease yourself into it. So when you get in the cold environment, whether that be a shower or an ice tub, whatever it may be, there's going to be an adrenaline release in your body. Obviously, it's freezing. But the reality is that you are choosing to be in that situation rather than other stressful situations in life that may happen to you. You're choosing to be in that stressful situation. So this is kind of like the coming back to the very first point of learning how to make stress serve you. You're choosing to put yourself in a stressful situation, which is that cold water. And so when you put yourself in, you can practice staying focused, thinking clearly, and remaining relatively calm even in the face of stress. You can do something as simple as talking with a friend and holding a good conversation while you're calm. You can do some simple math problems in your head. But engaging in a practice like this, like cold water exposure or a cold shower, it can help prepare you to better function in stressful situations or when life gets busy and be able to stay calm and think clearly and function optimally in those situations. So that was how to increase your stress threshold. Our third and final point where we talked about healthy practices like exercise and nutrition and sleep, making sure that those are in place to keep your threshold at an optimal level and then some other fun tools that you can use via cold exposure to get better at functioning under stress. And I think that is gonna be about it for today. I hope that across this podcast, you found some information that was helpful and practical to you that will help you see stress in a more positive view, knowing that it grows you and makes you better. But also, I hope this podcast was empowering to you, that it was a reminder that there are many things in your life that you can control. You know, while there's a lot that you can't, there are still many things that you can change and you can control. So if you feel overly stressed, make some ruthless changes today. You need to prioritize your health and your well-being. And that's a wrap for today. If you have questions or you want to learn more about OPEX North Shore, you can check out the links below this episode. And if you have questions that you would like us to cover in future episodes, just reach out to us and let us know. We would love to make episodes that are continue to be helpful and equipping to you. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.